0: Hey, welcome to the Church Explained podcast, a conversation to grow your leadership and build your church. Today, we've got a fantastic guest joining with us. We've got a guy called Anthony Christopher, the whole way from Florida. So welcome, Anthony, to the show today.
1: So we've we've got to root those little foxes out, but you need to be candid with that and just be like, hey, is that is that a little box or is that actually a good thing, you know? So mm-hmm. the, the co-ownership, the extreme ownership and the candidness um, within our team has been the thing that I've been focusing on. I actually, I actively call my team out when I don't see candid, when I, when I don't see ownership, I'll say, hey man, don't tell me that. So one of the words that i banned, sorry, I keep going. Go stop for me. it, go for it. You'll, you'll hear this a lot if you're in a church where ownership doesn't exist. I think we should do this Mm -hmm. or who's we give we a name because when you say we you're afraid to say I think such and such should do this or you yourself are unwilling to do that thing. So I've banned the word we, you have to give a name and who's in charge of that thing. Um, So those are the things that you know I'm learning myself and calling myself out on when I say I think we should you know because I'm guilty of that too. Um, So yeah I hope that answers your question. Mm
0: Yeah, great, great stuff there. I think I think one of the things that's really coming through, Anthony, is this idea of being all in. And if you describe right. your role and some of the stuff you're saying there's this idea about being all in. Uh, you know, you're able to move around roles, you're able to move around departments. And there's something about having that, I think, in the life of a church where that becomes the cultural norm that actually, you know, we're all looking out, and, and even if it's not our role, really, it, it is our role, because we're all serving together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. There's something about having that healthy culture that, so, you know, because sometimes people will say, well, I'm not on the host team this week, so I'll just go and do nothing, but really, we're never really off, right. we're always really still on, aren't
1: we? Yeah.
0: And that's how to build the great church, when we're all always looking around, whether we're on that week or not, we're still really yeah. on.
2: Now, we've got to give
0: people space to rest and, and breathe, and that's okay. But, like, if we see something, an issue, I think as church leaders, we ought to be able to look and actually think, okay, let's solve that now. We yeah. don't wait for someone else to solve it some other day. we got to work on those things now. So, yeah, I, I like that idea of ownership, extreme ownership, being all in together. I think that's the thing. It really does make a difference, and I can't be thinking of this idea around mindset for ministry. Um, I, I wonder if you could speak into that a little bit, just from your experience. Uh, and maybe Nathan, you can drop in as well. Just this idea of having the right mindset for ministry.
1: Yeah, um, my my answer might be a little bit different. Go for so, it. I, I the truth, and here's the honest truth: I don't deserve to be in ministry. I have no background in it. I have no formal education in it. Um, I certainly haven't grown up in it. Um, but for some reason, God has me in it. And I think one of the things that has helped me, other than the fact that, you know, the basics, like you read your Bible, and you, you love the Lord, and all that stuff, is I genuinely think how hard can it be. Like, in everything, I literally think how hard can it be. Um, and that's helped me. So, yeah. and, I, and I say that because, remember, at the beginning of our conversation, I said that we as leaders should be problem solvers. So I literally approach everything I face in ministry as a challenge and an opportunity for me to grow. So my mindset is how hard can it be because I want to grow, because I want to learn something new, because I want to help relieve something off my boss or from someone else. Like I, you know, I'm I'm not a production director, but I do have a great one with me. Um, And I will ask him a lot of questions just because I want to grow. Um, I listen to the things that he listens to because I want to be able to speak the language that he speaks. Um, so the mindset is a constant growth um, mindset. I'm yes. constantly curious um, because the, the more information I have, the more knowledge I have, the better I can talk to people. And um, again, tying this to the second seed, because I oversee you know, things like production, I, don't, I shouldn't expect my lead pastor to understand all things production. But I am the person who translates the the lingo that comes with production guys. Because honestly, they they talk in a language that even I don't understand. (laughs) So I need to understand that, translate it into words that my boss can understand. And kind of bring the two together. So you've got to have that mindset of always being curious. So no joke, there's a podcast, and I'm sure Sam, your production guy who's listening, knows about this. There's a podcast called MXU, which is dedicated to um, church production guys. I promise you 95% of what they say goes over my head. I have no idea what they're talking about, but I religiously listen to it because I want to be able to communicate with my production director mm. and grow in my um, level of understanding because to be the effective uh, messaging pastor that I am, I need to know those things. Mm. So in terms of mindset, I think you've got to have a mindset of how hard can it be? I'm constantly curious. I'm constantly asking questions. And I'm constantly coming back to the first question, um, wanting to take things off someone's plate. I want to be able to solve uh, problems.
2: Yeah, I, I I love that, and um, I I relate really well with the production and the uh, language. We yeah. got a great lighting guy, but you ask him uh, about lights, and he'll t- uh, yeah, it just goes whoosh, straight over <laughs> wow. my head. So I leave that one to Sam. So well done, yeah. Sam. Um, <laughs> yep. But I think as well, for me, it's the mindset of, um, and you mentioned it earlier, we all want the best. We all want the church to grow. We all want the best. And I think many times we can, um, we, we sometimes when we come towards issues or we're talking about issues or we're navigating change as we were talking about, um, sometimes w- we can be a bit afraid to say things because right. it's like, you know... Uh, but actually, it's a mindset of no. We all want this to work. We all want it to grow, and it's and it and it's building that. And so, uh, no, that's I good. I really relate with what you're saying, and um, you know, having that mindset of growth mindset. This is yeah. an opportunity. Um, you know, even we present problems, this is an opportunity for us, and so
1: yeah,
2: I, I think that's great. Did I have one more thing? Go um, for it. Sure.
1: Yeah. I think
2: what I've noticed is.
1: Sometimes in ministry, we take ourselves too serious. Like, you know, I've got X, Y, Z degree. And I've got a master's in divinity. And not saying any of those things are wrong, but sometimes because of our titles, we just take ourselves too serious. And I think, what if what if when Jesus was talking about, you know, come to me like a child, he was saying, like, stop, t- stop taking yourself so seriously and just enjoy being a Christian. And I think in ministry, we've got to just enjoy being Christian sometimes. And that's a good mindset to have. And so I genuinely believe that you, as a leader, and me as a leader, can learn from absolutely everyone. And so, I'm, so I would encourage those that have been in ministry way longer than I have, and I've only been in it full time for about seven years. Like, just go meet up with your interns and say, "Hey, what can you teach me today?" Like, that's a, that's that's humbling, right? But mm-hmm. I promise you, one, you will learn something, but two, you'll be speaking volumes to that intern that you have or that. The, the only first year staff member, you know? Everyone has something to um, share. And, uh, on, a, and a, on, a, on a side note, and um, feel free to edit this out. Feel free to edit anything out. Um, <laughs> you know when you go to conferences, I'm, act, I'm actively seeking those that are quiet. I literally go to conferences and find the people sitting by themselves and ask them their stories. Because the truth is I could get something out of, you know, the person who just spoke on platform. I could, and I will. But what if there's a story in the rough? What if there's a diamond in the rough, too? Quote mm. a phrase. Like, I've actively gone out in conferences and found those people, and I still have um, meaningful conversations with those guys today. Um, and they've taught me way more, honestly, than one of those main sessions. So I would honestly, like, seek out those that are on the fringes, because you, you may be shocked and surprised to see the amount of wisdom that are, that is in them. They will have a lot more insight than than you'd think. No, really yeah, good, really that's good.
0: That's great, isn't it? I, I, I love some yeah. of the stuff you're saying there around this idea of just seeking people out, and and all, almost maybe just seeking out not just the, the most obvious people, but the people who don't look the obvious. Yeah. And, and maybe that's a little bit about your story as well that you're sharing. Anthony. that you know, you, you've said already, you didn't necessarily feel called the ministry, or you didn't feel you were the one but God's yeah. used you. And of course, that's coming through you in your story, in your culture. And and it's great. It's great to hear that. And even for church leaders to be thinking, um, is there somebody they're overlooking?
2: Because yeah. it could
0: well be that they're just, they're looking around the room and they're thinking, I, I, I need God to help me with this. But sometimes they've looked at somebody for so long and they don't think that God can use them. So yeah. I want to challenge leaders today to think a little bit out of the box. If we can yeah. do that on, on, on this podcast, just say challenge leaders to think okay well who 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 are we not using that god wants to use
2: yeah yeah no really good really good so uh, just thinking about those new leaders and yeah. people growing what's what is your like current start strategy for training new leaders at reverb church what challenges do you face in that what are the opportunities that you get and how do you create the cohesion in those teams that you work with
1: yeah Honestly, I think you guys are the right experts at it. And I, let me just let me just brag on Icon Church for just a minute. Um, maybe in 2015, my pastor and I, we came up to actually learn from you guys how you do youth ministry. And Nathan, I think you were the youth pastor at the time. Yes. And um, one of the biggest takeaways that I still remember to this day is you literally take your youth leaders on the journey with you. You give them, um, you empower them. So I just want to congratulate you on how influential you guys as a church are. Um, And it's, you know, my production team know about Icon Church. They've watched your YouTube streams before. Mm. Like, that's how, um, I I think that's how much of a gift you guys are. And I know that's also down to Pastor Paul, but I know that's Mm. also down to all you guys um, as a leadership team. And I think you model it well. So coming back to your question, which is, how do we do it here? Honestly, it's the same principle as you. Like, Mm. we literally do the same journey with people. We um, we, don't t- we don't have this long, laborious process of how to become a leader and you've got to sit in this many classes. We just literally hang out with people. And I think Jesus did that better than anyone else. You know, he had 12 people that he hung out with for three and a half years of his life. They saw everything from from start to finish. Okay. And I think that's how we want to do it here at Reverb. Like we want to mm. be authentic um, in our friendships with one another first and foremost. And we actually prioritize our faith first, and then it's the task that we do. So again, just to be a bit more relatable, when it comes to um, like a specific example, we um, gather once every four months as a department, and out of the four times, two is just to eat. Literally, all we do is eat, um, and we do a we do a barbecue. That's all we do, and there is no agenda. We literally get everyone's families together. All we want to do is hang out. There's no teaching. There's no nothing. Um, we just actually want to be friends first, because if we find friends, we will actually want to stay in the positions we're in. We will enjoy serving. We won't, we won't experience burnout because we're actually hanging out with our mates. And something that we do along with our mates is production or photography or leading the kids ministry. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm stealing this from um, our kids pastor. When people sign up to be on team, they, he asks them one question. And it's, what are your interests? And he compiles them together and he puts people in the rooms with similar interests. It's not, what age group would you like to serve? It's, mm-hmm. what are your interests? Because he's trying to create friendships. And as a mm-hmm. church, we're supposed to be creating community, right? Okay. So when it comes to how we're we doing our leadership structure, it's through friendships. We, we right. partner people with the like-minded people and they just grow together. Our production team, they're all introverts. Um, I'm sure that's the same across the board, right? It's honestly the quietest room in the world. (laughs) But if I put them in the same room together with similar interests, they're going to geek out and stuff, and they're going to become best friends. They are going to call each other out. They are going to read the Bible together. They are going to pray together. And they're also going to grow in their skill. And I think the skill is a byproduct of the friendship that they have. Mm -hmm. So honestly, to be even more practical, if someone says they want to join team, within that same week, they are invited to shadow. Um, the following week, they are trained, and the third week, they're deployed, meaning they they're, they're doing the job that they're supposed to be. Right. And the goal is that you know, in those three weeks, they'll either be met up for coffee, lunch, or dinner. Um, that's a minimum requirement for all team members. We must know them my name. We must know their family. We must know their birthdays. So we're hyper intentional about those things because we care about the person before we care about the task that they do.
0: Brilliant. So, so hey, just just share a little bit more about that because that's that's that I think that will help leaders today. Um, you mentioned that uh, when new people come in, they want to join team, then they're, they're doing the shadow process. I, we 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 like that. That's very good. But what about this meal with with someone? How, just break that down for for leaders today. How is that happening?
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm very aware that you know not a lot of churches have budgets. That they can take people out, but I'd encourage you. Like when I just when you when you hear me say all these things, um, don't think you know he's in a big church and they got lots of money. I, I I wasn't always in this church, but I've always done the same principle. It doesn't cost you a lot to bring them over to your house for dinner. I mean, you eat right. dinner, right? Everyone eats dinner. dinner. You just have an extra seat at your table. Um. Now I'm in a church where we actually have you know a budget, and I assign a budget to all my team every week um it's 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 a hundred dollars a month um to go and get coffees with people that's that's it and i for me success would be my team being out all the time meeting with people doing coffees doing lunches that to me is leadership development i don't expect them to be in the office 24 7 writing things down or being on their laptop to me that's you know it's part of your job but that's not the goal we're in the people business right um the things will happen, the things we need to do will get done. But if you invest in people first, um, I think it's way more powerful. Um, and I'm sure like the successes we've seen and I'm thinking about when I did youth ministry, we always we stole this principle from uh, Hillsong London, which is they have family, they have fun, they have they're fed. There's always food, there's always fun, and they're always family first and they always talk about the Bible. If I have all three of those elements in every aspect of the things that I do, I think i'm going to win because that's what jesus did um you can argue about the front one but i think it was fun to be around jesus because you saw miracles day after day that's pretty fun you want the pioneering um side of history um he was always hanging out and eating with them he was always um teaching them something that's the family side of things. so really we're stealing this all from jesus who was the ultimate leader of all time Um, and i just want my team to apply the same principles that the bible teach Take them out to coffee. I mean, the modernized version is coffee now, I guess. Um, yeah. But if you can do lunch, it's great. Um, if you can do dinners, even better. Um, I remember when we would, when Lindsay and I were doing young adults ministry, every single Sunday after church, we would have young adults at our, ch- uh, at our house. And it wouldn't be the same young adults. It would be new young adults every week. And um, over the 52 weeks that we did it, we saw about 175 different people at our house for dinner. And we had way more success in that than anything we've ever done before, because um, you know I could I could preach I could do leadership sessions until I'm blue in the face, but people won't really know how much you care until you really sit down with them you open up your house to them you open up your life to them and to this day those relationships and friendships still exist. Um, so I think I think that's what I would do, and I know and I know for a fact you guys do it because you know back then I studied you guys and you guys were already doing that, so this is not news yeah. to you. But I would really encourage the churches that are thinking, well, we don't have the budget for that, or we don't have the time for that. I would say that you'll get more out of um, taking someone for lunch, more out of someone um, going to coffee with you than any sermon you'll ever preach.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, it's really good. It's really great. And um, I'd even encourage churches on the other side, you might have been in growth and you might have seen growth. And now it might be like, oh we're big now, I can't keep doing that, but actually, no, keep doing it because they're the things that keep you yeah. moving forward and growing um, which is really great, so I think we're going to head on to our quick fire questions,
1: we are and uh,
2: the first one, which, which ties in with this, I, see, I, I know this, but what has been the biggest lesson you've learned in the last year?
1: Yeah, so do you know the whole Enneagram thing? So mm. I'm, an, I'm an Enneagram 8, so I'm a challenger by nature which means I yeah. usually get to the conclusion a lot quicker than others mm. and the biggest lesson I've learned is to allow people to catch up rather than being frustrated at them um, mm. because if I'm frustrated at them they won't want to join me on the journey but if I allow them to catch up it builds trust in me but also it actually elevates their um, um, their thinking and their want to grow so honestly that's been the biggest lesson that I've personally learned and, Looking back, those are the things that my previous passes actually instilled in me, and now I'm on the other side, being frustrated. Being like, oh, I was, I was, I was, I was ahead of the curve, but the truth is, I was there one day. So slowing down and allowing people to join you on that journey, rather than being frustrated, and irritated all the time, that's been the biggest thing that I've learned this year.
0: Wonderful. Hey, and the next one is: what are you most excited and challenged about at the moment?
1: Yeah, um, honestly, being super spiritual here. I really want to dive deep into theology, I think it's, I think now more than ever before with the things that are going on in our world, we've really got to understand what we believe and why we believe it, so I'm, I'm actually, you know, studying theology all over again, the yeah. basics all the way through to cultural issues and biblical reasons and answers to those yeah. cultural issues, so um, that's honestly what I'm excited and challenged about because I'm not a bookworm, I'm terrible at it, I went through college, uh, uh, sorry, university and this is no joke i didn't open a single textbook i um, don't know how i passed it was honestly <laughs> youtube lectures over and over again so so pray for me because it's going to be super challenging for me
2: no, amazing, amazing. <laughs> what's your uh, what's your favorite food and i'm going to add to this what is your favorite dish so that people can uh, search it find yeah. it find the recipe
1: all right here's my challenge to you guys all right because you're 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 up north all right up north you're you're used to indian food but I'm going to tell yeah. you, there's a food that's way better than Indian food, and that's Sri Lankan food. Mm. So go, go and find some Sri Lankan food. It's the best meal that you'll ever eat, mm. uh, the cleanest meal you'll ever eat. Um, yeah. And then, how do I stay healthy? The truth is, I'm not a, clearly, as you can see, I'm not a gym buff, um, mm. but I do have a really fast metabolism that's forgiving. Um, so the truth is, I don't do a lot of things to be healthy. But you have convicted me by that question.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> and your favorite sort of uh, destination if you could go somewhere in the world where would you go
1: yeah i really want to go to southeast asia like singapore mm. or malaysia got loads of malaysian friends and honestly it's purely because if you look, if you've got any malaysian friends or singaporean friends their instagram is just full of food places so oh, as someone strange. who loves food i want to go and experience those things and i'm frustrated and jealous by all their posts so i need to experience it myself mm. so that's what i want to do
2: Awesome. Well, it's been so good, Anthony, to have you with us. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Anthony Hey Christopher. I think that's my Instagram. Or just check out my church um, Reverb Church is our website. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a real open book. There's zero questions that are off um, the table. So just message me on Instagram or um, email me. Like I'm. I I want to serve as many people as possible, and if I've got something half intelligent to say, I'm happy to say that.
0: Brilliant. Thanks for sharing. It's been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, Nathan, where else can people find uh, free resources, all that sort of stuff we give away?
2: Yeah, so icon.church forward slash open. There's all the free resources on there. And um, also, let me just encourage you. uh, I I know this has been a great uh, episode and uh, you'll definitely want to share this. So please share this with people. And if you could rate, review, subscribe, however you're consuming the content, that really helps us. But that's it for now on the Church Explained podcast. We look forward to seeing you again very soon.